Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Steve. How's it going, Steve? Not too bad, buddy. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Just uh, having a lazy weekend. And, yeah, I hear you. Uh, sometimes you need to do that. Just been working a lot and just uh, told myself, like, I'm staying in. I'm not too bad this yeah. weekend. Honestly, um, usually I do, like, my, like, I try to crush like maybe a movie or something per day for review and stuff but i mean i don't think i've touched any of the movies yet that i wanted to um i watched an episode of the most hated man on the internet oh yeah um which is fucking interesting and fucking also makes me really mad um uh, <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, I think besides the, the movies that we're covering for the podcast, I saw Nope on Thursday and I think that's, that's all I paid attention to. Yeah. I saw Nope on Friday. I did not realize they were stealthily putting an Oppenheimer trailer in there, but right. That was cool. And it's not even a, tra- I, like, it's not even a trailer. Like I think there's yeah. really only one real shot that's going to be in the movie and who knows if that's even going to be in the movie. Maybe it was a screen test, right? Um, but yeah, it's really strange when they snug the trailer right to the beginning of the film. Like I was kind of confused by that. Yeah. It didn't seem totally necessary that they should like, why not just put it as part of the trailers? Like, I don't, I don't really get it. Well, what was weird is like the, they, like they kind of played that thing at the end of the trailers and you're like, okay, that's it. The movie's about to start. And then it just goes into like another trailer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Guess there's another trailer, but right. What did you Maybe think it's of just Nope? Maybe it's just them sucking up to to Nolan. I think so. Yeah. Did, He's their new director. Of, uh, nope. Though. Did you like it? I fucking five out of five did on my letterbox. I Ooh. adore that movie. Um, and for me, it's 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 like I, I, I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but there's even like full on a- anime homages in that movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, like you can tell all the influences of Jordan Peele in it, and it's so what, like it's pr- unpredictable. I I love how unpredictable it is, and it's just it's so wild in some of the choices it makes. But beyond that, Jordan Peele loves to make actors' films, and I think he like. I think he does. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya is one of the the greatest actors we have today, mm-hmm. in in my personal opinion. He is. His moves with subtlety is just so brilliant. And the energy that Kiki Palmer has in this movie, I adore her. She is so great in this. Yeah. Um, but also the the guy that played... Uh, okay, I mean, another thing, like, I can't bury this one. Michael Wincott, bringing him back. I haven't seen him in so fucking long in a yeah. film. And he's so great in this movie. I mean... His jerry-rigged IMAX camera and stuff that doesn't work on electricity and stuff. I mean, that stuff's just so brilliant. Um, but there's an actor from the OA, the OA um, that plays Angel. Man, is he good. 
Yeah. He's just so much fun in the movie. Uh, and again, like they, like Jordan Peele did with, um, I got five on it for us. He does something with Corey Hart that is chilling. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I, I mean, I obviously there's a lot of people that didn't like this movie or or, or it didn't fully hit them, but I, 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 I'm not on that side. I'm just, I, I, I'm enthralled with this movie. It's one of my favorites this year. I think. Uh, where the movie lost me is I, I guess it's not a big spoiler to say that like aliens are a big part of the movie um, mm-hmm. that's gotten out quite a bit already but I think for me I agree with almost everything you say my only big complaint was that they revealed what's going on with the aliens and I was like nah not, not, not thinking that everything else <laughs> about the movie I loved but when they revealed what was going on with the aliens I was like Nah, I don't. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on board with this. All I right. think they made it work as best they could, but I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I just, I did not. I was thinking about it long afterwards. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I will say that the the final, like one of the final reveals, as far as the alien goes, is Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> It, yeah. is. it is. Yeah. It is. It is. It almost. And there's an Akira slide. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of anime influences in this. I was but... blown away by some of those. I was like, I couldn't believe that he, you could tell, like, Jordan Peele's is just like a special filmmaker. And, and I mean, him working with, uh, with, um, a Hoyt Hoytema. Mm-hmm. What a good pairing. Oh man. Cause Hoyt just rules that movie especially some of those wide scope shots i was like oh my god yeah oh definitely, yeah i don't know I'm, definitely I, I, go see it though either way. yeah like, it's a theater movie i think yeah i think so too um yeah i i put it up with top gun maverick as like a movie you have to see in theaters yeah definitely um off the beaten path um, especially when it, when it's not horror at all, but I just wanted to bring up just because it's a movie thing. Did you see the uh, Wakanda Forever trailer yesterday? Oh yeah, man, that made me so emotional. <laughs> like it just—I don't know—it just hit me. And I love Ryan Coogler as a filmmaker, so I'm really excited for it. So but I just I... wanted to bring that up. See, just a, a like mind, a, a, a like film mind like yourself, and I wanted to see if how you felt about it. I I largely enjoyed it, but it's like one of those teasers where they don't really tell you much of what's going on like no they, they show you a lot of shots but like it didn't really like give me a good idea of like what is the plot about what no is this? and that's like usually what i like about trailers is i kind of like to get a little bit of hints of the plot i think you can kind of get a little bit of that like you can start to kind of put some stuff together but plus namor that's a yeah. big thing and i'm excited because i mean i'm being a comic fan I've been waiting for an on-screen representation of Namor for so long, and yeah. it looks like they kind of nailed it. Yeah, they from what they I seem can to be see, doing more real world with it. Like I think, he's, yeah, they look like they're kind of doing like a little bit of South South American influence in that, which is cool. And then, yeah, yeah, I'm. I mean, also on that front too, they kind of uh, gave a date for Blade, which uh, yes, with Mahershala Ali, who I think is a perfect casting idea. Yeah, because I mean. I like Marvel. I mean, I haven't been that hot on Phase Four, but um, I I do want to see what a horror because I'm assuming it's going to be more horror slanted. 
Yeah, I think uh, so too. I, I kind of want to see some more of that. I know they kind of did a little bit of that with Doctor Strange, but I think mm-hmm. Blade even more so. You could like just kind of fully lean into the horror influences of that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't know. Made for better for us, people would rather we talk about Marvel, but instead we're talking about Clint Howard. Because um, <laughs> yep. uh, we're doing a uh, Clint Howard double feature, arguably, probably. Uh, two out of the three of his best movies. We could have also done The Wraith, too, which he prominently appears in. Although, both in Evil Speak and in Ice Cream Man, he is, like, the leading man. Like, he is... Yeah. Whereas with The Wraith, he's kind of more like a side character, a very prominent yeah. side character, but not quite and, the leader in that one. And it's the bookends of when he was a leading man, because the last time he was a leading man before Ice Cream Man was... Um, Evil Speak. Yeah. So that's a 13 year 13 year gap, is it? Because Evil Speak's 82, and yeah. Ice Cream Man's 95. Yeah, he hasn't really. Been, he's kind of, and I think he's kind of okay with just being like whatever. Like he appears in Leprechaun too. Yeah. So there's that. You know, like he appears and stuff, but he's not quite the leading man. Uh, and I think even he would probably be the first to admit he's probably not quite leading that material. No. Well, he knows what he is. He knows what his career is. He knows where his strengths are. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we love Clint Howard all the same. Uh, I actually, we got very close to having him on, but then he was... He had to do laundry or something. <laughs> yeah, just like I had to go to like a like home hardware store or something. I'm like, it's like you could just say no. Yeah, you know what? I get <laughs> it though. People live their lives and like, I don't know. I'm sure as an actor, at a certain point, you're like, what's the point of talking about evil speak? Like, is the residual checks for evil speak really gonna drive up that much? Probably not. But you know what? I like to think. Still, we honor and respect clint howard in this house yeah <laughs> um yeah i've even met him at like uh conventions and stuff before he's a really great guy down to earth very knowledgeable on movies too um so it would have actually been great to have him on but again yeah no doubt yeah uh but what is evil speak about the first movie we're talking about in this <laughs> clint howard double feature well an outcast military cadet taps into a way to summon demons and cast spells on his tormentors through his computer. Uh, an Apple II computer, no less. So, you know, who'd, who'd have thunk the Apple II computer was the pathway to demonic uh, beings? Steve uh, Wozniak. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was the first time you watched Evil Speak? Last night. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd never seen it before. No, it was last night. I always cherish when anybody has like a first time watch for a movie like this because mm-hmm. it's just so wild. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was your your general impression of it? Um, actually, it, it's a super entertaining movie. I I mean, it's very divisive. Um, and it's funny because it it, it it's because he's because of who he is because of who Stanley is in the movie. Like, he tries to save himself at a certain point from, like, he tries to, like, inform people about what's going on, mm-hmm. but they're always dismissive of him. Yeah. Like, Get away from me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like go away. Like, anytime that he has something, like, urgent to say, they, like, shun him. Yeah. So it's like, 
it all of it just is just like a, a, a wild catalyst to the to the insane third act. Um, yes. But the whole movie's entertaining. Like it, it yeah. it's entertaining from the get go. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was really interesting. And it's um, Clint Howard's toupee in it. It's hilarious. Oh yes. And he uh, paid for that himself. Apparently, the studio wouldn't pay for his toupee, so he had to do it himself. Yep. Clint Howard, too. <laughs> Balding since he was, like, 18, so... Yeah, right? Crazy. And, uh, yeah, I I mean, it's... It's wildly campy, and I love the the 8-bit screen, the Esteban screen. It's yes. just so funny. Um, yeah, I it, it's definitely entertaining. It's not good, but it's entertaining. No, it's, uh, it's not going to be one of the best... It's not like well, the Exorcist or anything, but well, especially with the the foaminess of many of the decapitations in it. <laughs> oh, the, the decapitations are the best part of this movie. Yeah, but it's funny that the pieces of material flying off every time that one happens. Yeah, it's like that's not flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like I see some styrofoam there. I see some plastic. Yeah. Like, good on them. It's 82, so I totally get it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes me laugh. Not not quite, uh, you know. Well, I think those have kind of aged quite a bit. But uh, I still, in the moment, I'm just. it's always so satisfying to watch the, the bullies and the, the coach get their comeuppance. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, yeah, even though, yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. It's not what you uh, probably should. Would like to see Foley in that, but uh, yeah, and with a with a young Don Stark looking strikingly like he's related to Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, and uh, Don Stark, if you don't know, he probably most famously was on that '70s show. Yeah, where he played uh, Donna's dad. So, Big Bob. Yeah, and it's always Big so Bob funny Pinciotti. because he was always <laughs> like, okay. I don't know why, but in my mind, I want to imagine that that 70s show and this movie were in the same universe, even though I guess timeline-wise that wouldn't make any sense. But in my mind, it connects. Like, <laughs> like, like maybe he somehow survived and became, uh, you know, father to, uh, to Donna there. Um, but yeah, uh, got a couple emails here. When did you first see it? Oh, yeah. I guess that would be great to mention. Um, I actually, funny enough. So Blockbuster went out of business, <clears throat> as many know, eons ago. Yep. And uh, I I went to uh, SFU, uh, Simon Fire Reserve University, and they had, at the downtown campus below, there was a Blockbuster. And once I was on a break from class and I saw they were closing down and they were selling Blu-rays. Or not. No, maybe yeah. There were some Blu-rays and some DVDs and stuff for like as cheap as like a dollar or two a movie, and I just bought a ton of them. And one of those DVDs was actually oh Evil Speak, and I remember I was just getting stoned with my roommate at the time, and we were just watching these, <laughs> all these movies that I put on Evil Speak, and I I didn't appreciate it at the time. I think as I was a bit of a, a bit of a snob when it came to horror movies, I was like, nah, you know. This is not good, blah, 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 and trashed it. And then uh, I rewatch, I rewatched it maybe like once or twice since then. And I think I started to appreciate it more just because 
it is having fun with itself, I think, more than yeah. anything. Like, yeah, it's not a good movie, but I would argue it is at least entertaining. And um, to have uh, Cooper Smith get his uh, comeuppance, it's kind of nice in a way. Like, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Carrie in that regard. Like, this movie... For sure. This movie and yeah. Carrie would actually make a great double feature because they both are very similarly structured. Mind you, you don't have, like, the... the De Palma. Yeah, you, you, know? don't, you don't have De Palma. I was going to say you don't have the crazy mom, but yeah, you also don't have De Palma. Yeah, you don't have you don't have the substance that De Palma can bring to a, a no. film. Because uh, there, there there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stupidity in Evil Speak. Yes, part of the fun, in some way. But um, yeah, and uh, it helps too that I went like a couple horror movie conventions, and I ran into Clint Howard and like. I had seen Evil Speak, and we were talking about it when I was at a convention once. And like, he he describes it as like he's had so many roles, and like when he gets one where he's a leading man, like he commits to it. And I think knowing that and watching the movie and rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, you can see he's committing to it. Like he's doing his best to uh, you know make it as good as it can be. And yeah, it's probably not the best movie, but at least I think you could tell at least in his performance, he's trying really hard to make it work, which I appreciate it. Again, Clint Howard, star of this, star of this movie, star of this podcast this week. But uh, yeah, I, I, I respect it for what it is. And I think even though there's a few things in it that kind of make it stand out as like not great, there are some moments in this where I'm like, oh, you clearly are really trying hard to make this work. So mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, Taylor's not here, so she can't tell us when's the first time she watched it. Although, I, I, yeah, I would really love to hear what we're gonna have to ask her, yeah, because yeah, this, this movie's just <laughs> wild. It uh, is. I can we the, the this this the pixelated uh Clint Howard face at the end of the movie? Oh, fantastic, made me laugh so hard and it, it's funny because i've never seen a horror film go so for its stinger to go so hard into postscript <laughs> like it just fucking leans into it you could tell that i guess that they ran out of money and they wanted to do a little bit more or maybe yeah. show clinton like a like a an asylum and stuff which was really funny snug up against uh ice cream man but uh yeah, they go, they lean into what, like a full screen of text at the end of the movie? Yes. I mean, it's not like the devil inside bad, but <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> like, it feels yeah. so abrupt. Like, I do understand the movie's over, and, and it is, as far as a movie like this, for it to be an hour 37 does feel very long. Yeah. For, for this, and it does feel stretched in some points, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's a full screen of text. Yeah, and it'll, it'll always kind of find you that it's like Cooper Smith will return. And, yeah, know. and then he never did. No <laughs> they had so many, and so many plans, I guess. Yeah, uh, apparently they were going to make a sequel to this, but the rights got so tied up, as many did back in the 80s, because you'd have mm -hmm. so many people working on a movie that, like, in terms of who owns what, it got really messy really fast, and they never were able to uh, do much in terms of the sequel, let alone many uh, sort of, like, re-releases of this. Like, it's very seldom. I know Screen Factory came out with a Blu-ray 
mm-hmm. uh, while ago. But like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of ways to see this movie because kind of like those rights get so tied up that becomes a mess. Yeah, that's why we're lucky to have Shutter. Like, yeah, honestly. Shutter and Scream Factory um, are great because I think they kind of like just try their best to just get through all that BS and just be like, okay, who do we need to talk to to make this happen? If it has yeah. to be five people, so be it. Like they'll do it so they can get the rights. Yeah, I, I do one day hope for an overhaul of the presentation of Shutter. I mean, if yeah. we're just going a little off base, um, it, it sometimes it feels it, it's a little tougher to navigate. Oh, or to yeah. find exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you know exactly what you're looking for, and then you can just go to the search bar and whatever, right? But, yeah, I, I mean, every everyone's starting to do an overhaul of what they're... Uh, all these streaming services are starting to do changes in what in which the interface what looks like. So I'm hoping that Shutter upgrades theirs as well, because it's kind of been the same for years now, right? So Yeah. They could definitely do with an overhaul, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. I do like their live TV aspect, like the fact that's that pretty cool. Tune into whatever, but like a lot, of, a lot of these sites are starting to do stuff like that. Like I know Crave does that, where you can just like log in and start watching something. Um, anyways, we got a couple of emails here. Jesse says the last thirty minutes of this movie kicks all the ass. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it's kind of like Carrie again in that regard where it's a bit of a slow simmer for the first two thirds of the movie, but the last act just like goes all out. And again, you know, Cooper Smith tries to warn him, but then they go and kill the dog and they shouldn't have done that because once you kill the dog, you just don't kill dogs. That's just no. Uh, and yeah, like the decapitations, the way he's like, just <laughs> I love how he just keeps, he doesn't even walk. He just floats. He just floats. <laughs> That must yeah. have been so stressful on because on, he's on wires the entire time, right? And yeah. like you got to think the wire because it was made in yeah I got the date wrong it was eighty one, so and like he I mean how long did he spend suspended in those wires for? Probably quite a while, you would imagine. But I really do love the shot of him floating in the air, being all Clint Howardy. <laughs> And the pigs running below him. Yeah. Because I don't know the the imagery and 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 the things that they use in this film are really fascinating. Like they're really interesting choices. The pri- the priest getting shot in the head by a by a Jesus spike. <laughs> like there's this... so much like like crazy stuff in this and like crazy allegory that I'm like. It's actually kind of smart for being in such a dumb movie. And I'll give them this. They show a lot of the kills. Like, yes. a lot of movies in that time would have been like, no, we're not quite showing all of this. Like, no. cutaways and all that. But they, to this movie's credit, there's not a lot of kills in the first part of the movie. But in that last part, they show pretty much everything. I think yeah. there's only, like, really one that I could think of where they kill someone behind a curtain or something. And yeah. you see blood come out. But... Aside from that, like, Don Stark gets his freaking heart ripped out. People get yeah. beheaded, shot with the, nails. What's her name in the bathtub? Apparently that had an, has an extended sequence that they've lost the footage for. Oh, that sucks. That well, suck. right at the end, there's one intestine rip right at the end of that shot. Mm. It's so quick. It's like a millisecond, but you see it. Yeah. So you know that there's more to it, and 
yeah, that was that the lead into. Can we talk about the lead into that shower death? Oh. Where she's coming home, she's fucking around with the book, and then it does a quick cut, and all of a sudden she's in like Playboy model lingerie. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened in that? <laughs> like, it feels so, um, just like reductive for nudity sense. Yeah, I think they were like, we got to put some nudity in here. Yeah, it it is it it was insane and it just it feels like also like a weird character switch as well yeah they're like bookish librarian no 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 (laughs) sex pot secretly deep down she's the sex pot yeah (laughs) like aren't they all yeah (laughs) especially in like 80s horror you know transitioning from 70s to 80s horror i mean women have had no substance in these movies except for exactly what she was used for yeah um but uh yeah got another email here from kyle says i don't like this movie i find it's too slow i do like the cover art though oh i disagree with you about the movie being slow i do think like it's all about setting up why what happens to cooper smith happens I think yeah. you need that. You need to see him getting bullied and like people treating him like trash. And yeah, maybe it goes on a little too long, but I think you still need it. And yeah, I'm still entertained like watching him. Like uh, it's of... thoroughly, it's thoroughly entertaining. I didn't yeah. feel like there was any lull point to it whatsoever. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like I don't know how you could say a movie slow, particularly when the last thirty minutes of it just has like kill after kill after kill. Like yeah. Not, not not quite but the cover art is amazing for this movie yeah With yeah the, yeah him just looking up and there's a demon behind him one thing i do like about this movie too is they show him getting possessed there near the end and you kind of see the face of um i forget the person's name esteban there kind of flashing over yeah uh, cooper smith's face I, I like that it's a little bit of like an exorcist kind of move there to do something like that but works pretty well and Uh, i also love the fact that richard mole is in this before night court (laughs) yeah that makes me laugh quite a bit because it's like yeah it's like i know that guy like right from the get-go i was like oh i know who that is Mm -hmm. uh okay uh let's see got some awards here best performance i mean Clint Howard. Yeah, Clint Howard, the the Lord and Savior himself. I think uh, the spoilers for both of these episodes yeah. is Clint Howard. It's got to be Clint <laughs> Howard. I mean, I do like Don Stark, too. I will give him a nod because he is pretty great in this. But, yeah, Clint Howard is probably the best. Don Stark plays a very good bully, though. Um, okay, got best kill. There's a lot you could do for best kill. Yeah. Of kills in this. I think the first, the, the full on just chop to the head and just the, 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 the head kind of exploding backwards. I just thought that was a really cool shot. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking for, if we did a dumbest kill, uh, it would probably be the guy that, ba- <laughs> that, that just backs into, into the fire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is my dumbest decision for the movie. I mean, spoiler. Yeah. That is, that is it. Cause like, what are you doing, dude? 
when I was rewatching the movie, I, just, I don't know, I focused on that because he just backs in the fire and then he just dies. <laughs> yep. Um, so stupid. I think it's like the 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 colonel or whatever the his name is, like the guy who's like the big the the head honcho of the academy when he gets the the surge drove into his head. That that one's yep. great. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, but all of them are great. Like even like the pigs get in on the action. Yep. <laughs> Those attack pigs, they know what's up. Oh um, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, a dumb decision. It's got to be backing into a fire. Yeah, totally. Could have been avoided. You you could have been a. I mean, you probably weren't going to be alive. Let's be honest. But you could have lasted a little bit longer had you not just absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, stupid. Yeah. So stupid. I was laughing so hard at that part. Oh, yeah. I was. I'm like, seriously. This, this is how you go out. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's time to give this a score. What are you thinking of Evil Speak score-wise? I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Nice. It's super entertaining. Like, it's not the greatest film at all, but it's super entertaining. Um, if you like... Um, if you like a good campy horror film, especially one that's like involving satan and like possession yeah. and all that kind of stuff like it's just it's a fun one to play with for sure yeah uh i'd give this an eight out of ten i do enjoy it mostly for the the ending of the film but also for clint howard uh i do think this movie would be good for a remake though like you could do it especially nowadays with cyberbullying uh, oh, you, there, yeah I think there's an angle you could make for a. Uh, a new a new version of evil speak yeah so yeah i think warner brothers owns majority of the rights warner brothers i know you're kind of a gong show right now uh but <laughs> get on an evil speak uh remake james wan can make it i'm sure he's seen evil speak and i'm sure he would be up for it so oh for sure cool all right well steve where can people find you on the internet yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Steeple Dead. Uh, you can also find me on Letterboxd under the same. Uh, my website stevestebbing.ca, and uh, you can also find me on uh, the Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I also realized I saw Black Phone this week, and I didn't say anything about it. Oh yeah, um, Black Phone. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that film. Mm-hmm. Um, Derrickson and Cargill just know atmosphere. They really do. And non-annoying kids. I enjoyed every kid actor in that movie. Yeah. I just thought they were all so, so well done. Uh, it's not your traditional horror movie. I think it's more of a thriller uh, with some kind of supernatural elements to it, obviously. And uh, the the Ethan Hawke renaissance just continues. I don't think there's a ceiling to it. No. He is just, he is so good. And I got it. I have a real love for James Ransoni, especially his relationship with, uh, with uh, Scott Derrickson and his cocaine fueled, uh, like his cocaine fueled character. I loved and his exit in the movie is fucking amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Uh, Also too, like, (laughs) I think it's a horror movie that people who are not huge fans of the genre. Yeah. It's accessible. 
Yeah. It's massively accessible. And I, I saw a lot of complaints. It was like, oh, it's too, it's too Stephen King-like and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't didn't really feel that angle of it. Well, I felt like it has nods to it, but I don't know. It, it's a Joe Hill it, story. It's so. Joe Hill. Yeah, it's Joe Hill. And I, I can feel I feel the difference between Joe Hill and his dad's writing. Like, I, I yeah. can tell the difference. So, I don't know. That was just my gripe that people are just like, oh, it's a Stephen King ripoff. No, not really. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I was like, uh, you do know his son worked on this, right? Yeah, right? Um, yeah. People yeah. are dumb. Uh, cool. Well, I'm over at dreamcreeners.com. You'll find me almost every other day posting about stuff. I do sometimes appear on CKW talking movies. Uh, t talk about a few uh, mobster movie actor deaths. So that was that was something. Uh, I'm also on Letterbox, Fatal Koala, where you can see reviews for such great recent movies like Vengeance, the new BJ Novak movie. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, it was good. I do think he needs to kind of like iron out some of his execution, but I think like the ideas are there. I give it like yeah, a I mean, seven. First film, right? His yeah. First, so. Like, it's a good first film. I, I, I definitely could see where, like, I just think he could probably do with a little bit more kind of, like, learning some skills and kind of taking some things away. So, I, I mean, it's so good, but I just imagine he's only going to get better because, like, the ideas he has are really great. But there was just a few little things execution-wise where I was like, okay, that could have been done a bit better, but... Mm -hmm. I'm a little mm -hmm. more forgiving because it is his first, like, directorial debut. So, um, yeah. And then I've rewatched uh, Top Gun Maverick like four or five times. So I don't stop watching that movie. I don't. It's it's probably my favorite movie of the year by a long shot. Either that or Everything Everywhere All at Once. But I think yes. Top Gun Maverick is like, I put it on. I can watch it whenever, wherever. It's, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to having the 4k that's yeah that's also part of it too i'm like give me the 4k like i'm waiting for that email paramount yeah come on jake yeah come on jake send me <laughs> my, my top gun maverick blu-ray um but uh yeah and then i'm on twitter film critic kurt where i'm usually tweeting out some nonsense so <laughs> gauge on there uh yeah and then uh, Taylor is Sorcianic on Twitter. Don't forget to hit her up, too. Oh, yeah. You know, she, she, she's got stuff going on, too. So, All right. Well, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. <laughs>